0: Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by SuperValue Insurance, offering sound advice for your car, home, and travel insurance needs.
1: First, though, this morning, Niall Rochford is the general manager of Ashford Castle Hotel in County Mayo. His wife, Stella, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer when she was only 55. Stella didn't survive, despite the best efforts of specialists, and she died in July 2022. Now, Niall wants to raise awareness of pancreatic cancer and how difficult it is to diagnose and to survive it. Niall Rochford, welcome to studio. Thank you, Miriam. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Listen, let's first of all talk about your late wife, Stella. Tell me about her and where did you meet her?
0: I could speak about Stella all day. <laughs> um, you know, Stella was the kindest, most caring person that I've ever met in my life. Uh, she had a wonderful sense of humour. She got that from her father, uh, David Sheagal, who, who grew up and was born in Dunleer. Um, She was uh, the second youngest of seven children uh, and was born in Doneraile in County Cork, so a strong Cork woman. Um, she was my anchor. Uh, she didn't like the limelight. You know, my job um, in Asher Castle is quite public, but c- certainly Stella didn't, didn't like the limelight. Um, she was the best person to tell a secret to. You know, she was that type of person and she loved nature. We have th- three wonderful children, Zoe, James and Niall. Um, so we had a wonderful, wonderful life. We met in Drumoland Castle. That's where we worked together. We had great fun. We worked hard. We played hard. <laughs> uh, and we finally got married in 1998. And then in 2002, I got the opportunity to become general manager of, of Ashford Castle, and I always remember actually the first time going to, to see Ashford uh, and before the motorway was there, we got as far as Gart and Stella said, you know what, we'll turn back now. <laughs> <laughs> and But she was only joking. But, you know, she really supported everything that I did. So we miss her terribly. And, um, you know, she was just a wonderful, wonderful person.
1: And look, she was... A very healthy person, wasn't she?
0: Absolutely. Uh, you know, she was always going to the gym, very healthy. Her weight was always good. If she was an ounce over nine stone, she was, it was, you know, my God, I gotta, mm. you know, get to the gym again. She ate really well uh, and um, she didn't drink very much, you know, so her lifestyle was really, really great.
1: So, when did she first get ill?
0: So uh, the first time that we kind of that sort you of know, said to me, God, you know, I'm not feeling too well was in August 21 uh, when she had tummy pain, upper t- abdominal pain. Uh, and she also started having pain in her back, but we thought the back pain was due to her gym. But she didn't really feel she needed to go to the doctor until October, the 1st of October, actually, in 2021. And she had blood tests and, uh, you know, the doctor checked her out and there was nothing sinister. The only thing that um, um, they did see was a raised level of diabetes, which now you could say is early onset diabetes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, now knowing what I know, that is a kind of a a marker uh, in terms of pancreatic cancer. So... The abdominal pain came and went and the tummy pain went and then she started losing her appetite and she was never a big eater. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I always remember, you know, Sunday lunches were big in our house and I used to, you know, like to do the roast chickens or the roast beef. And Stella would say, just give me half portion, just half portion. And i said, oh God, I'm after going through all this trouble and you're, you know, only half portion. Um, but that continued. So she went back to the doctor again in December and I believe again in, in February and in March. So we had around five visits, I think. Stella had five visits to the doctor before she was referred for a scan. We had private cover, we have private cover, um, but the scan wasn't going to happen for another six weeks. So I knew a gastroenterologist uh, and and he agreed to see Stella quicker uh, and he saw her and then asked her to come back the following week uh, for a scan and uh, for an an ultrasound. Uh, So... Yeah, that's 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 the day then on on the twentieth of May when our our lives change forever. Three days earlier, um, my grandson Killian was born. So we went from having this extraordinary joy in mm-hmm. our house uh, and he came home on the and on the 19th I think mm-hmm. um, and actually we, and we, but we still didn't realise that there was anything wrong we still believed that maybe it was an ulcer maybe it was something that Stella was eating you know we didn't know so we had no clue we had no idea and Stella was going to go in uh, to the consultant that day by herself and I said no, no listen I'll come in with you so I dropped her off and on the way and I'll never forget and she said have, my, have a look at my eyes my eyes yellow uh, and I said no no but I, I know oldest that like they were. I didn't want to kind of upset her um, so she went in I dropped her and um, I went into Galway had some lunch and then I got a call from uh, the consultant's um, uh, secretary to say the consultant would like to see me and sell it together and I thought oh god you know he's been very nice you know he knows mm. me from Ashford and he just wants to say hello again nothing nothing um, um, to be concerned about so I went into the Bon Secours in, in Galway uh, Stella was sitting up and she was having some toast and tea and then she made some funny remark as she normally would be about the procedure uh, and we were, you know, um, um, enjoying um, each other's company. And then um, the um, gastroenterologist, um, lovely man, um, Professor Egan, came and uh, in a very matter-of-fact way. And I've thought about this long and hard since. You know, what way could you tell somebody the news that they were about to get? And the only way you can do is just say it as it is. And uh, he said, "I've I don't have good news for you. Um, you have two tumours, uh, one in your pancreas and one in your liver. They are." Um, inoperable and they won't be cured. So to hear that and to feel the life force leave your body uh, and I looked at Stella and you know Stella's strong, you know she, she's a strong, she was a strong woman and I could see the tears flowing from her, her, her face and we just held each other and um I think the nurse uh, said to me, do you you want some water? Do you want to step Mm -hmm. outside for a second? And I did. And I went into the nurse's station uh, and I just broke down in front of the nurse uh, um, saying, what are we going to do? And um, pulled myself together again, went back into Stella and I held her and I said, Stella, we will get through this. I am with you 110%. We will get through this. Um, Little did I know that eight weeks later, Stella would pass away. It's...
1: It's almost hard to know how how people cope at that moment, isn't it? Do you look back in yourself now and think?
0: Yeah, um, I, I I I do, um, but you know, we we have three children. Killian was just born. Uh, we decided not to tell them there and then what the the diagnosis was because we didn't know at that point whether it was a weeks or whether it was months or whether it was a year that Stella had left. So we just decided not to not to say anything to the kids to say, look, you know, the doctors are looking at this. We're not too sure what it is exactly. Um, and there was very, very little conversation on the way home. I do remember um, getting a prescription for Stella after leaving the Bon Secours that day and going into a pharmacy across the road. And, um, you know, uh, I, I, I handed the, ph- the prescription to the pharmacist and he just looked at me and with a kind of glance to say, I I know, and I mm-hmm. just I just fell apart to be quite honest. Uh, and he said, "Listen, it'll be okay. It'll be okay." And I get, grabbed myself together again and went back out to Stella and. We just wanted to be in each other's company the whole time. And even, you know, going, I went off to work a little bit after that, but I just couldn't do it. And, you know, the company that I worked for, Ashford Castle, were absolutely fantastic. The team were incredible. Uh, they gave me peace of mind and gave me the gift to spend those eight weeks with Stella. And also, Stella's family and my family as well, they just dropped everything. Stella has two sisters who are nurses and two nieces who are healthcare assistants. And they were just with us. Uh, and they stayed with us till the bitter end. Um, Stella went in and out of hospital a couple of times and she was very ill. She was very ill um, and this is a savage disease, a savage cancer if it's not detected early. Uh, And we saw that firsthand and it's not something I want anybody um, to see. Unfortunately, you will. In Ireland this year, 600 people will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and 500 will die within the year. Um, so it is the least survivable cancer of all the major cancers out there. And for some reason, mm-hmm. you don't hear about it.
1: You did a lovely way. You mentioned how great both your family and Stella's family were. And I think you said they kind of put a comfort blanket. Yeah, it's a abs- lovely description. Absolutely.
0: They enveloped us. And um, I think Stella um, recognised it and accepted it better than I did. Uh, and even to the last week, I still felt that Stella could go through chemo and and have a plan until um, f- four or five days, uh, well, it was a Thursday, the week before Stella passed away, the um, palliative team just brought me aside and said, Niall, you're not seeing this for what it is. Stella is dying and she's actively dying and you you need to think about what you want to do now. If you want to bring her home or if you you know, want her to stay here and we keep medicating her, but... You know, again, um, because Stella's sisters were, were two nurses and healthcare assistants, with the help of Mayo Roscommon Hospice and the Irish Cancer Society, with that, their night nurse help, we had the privilege of bringing Stella home. Um, for on on the Friday, she walked home in in home. She walked in home. She wanted to walk in home, and her dogs were there, and and we 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 brought her upstairs, and she just was so comforted to be at home mm-hmm. and we spent time we played music um but she stopped communicating with us on the Sunday then and I always remember my son Nile coming in and saying will we will I never hear Mom's voice again and uh, I said no and um you know and just' just another moment of, of memory for us um and then Stella passed away on the Wednesday three o'clock on the thirteenth of, of July very peacefully we were all around her uh, and it was a privilege to have her there and uh, um It was a comfort and again not just our family but then the community of Kong and the area they just went into action and how they Respected Stella's passing and how they respected Stella and the team of the castle as well is something we will never ever forget as long as I live. Uh, and the day of Stella's funeral, um, they, they, there was a, a cortege from the gates of Ashford Castle right down to the church of in, in, in Ashford. All the businesses closed, so it was just it was just so respectful. And it was right because Stella deserved that because people really liked her for who she was. She wasn't trying to be anything or anybody. You know, the 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 the, the GM's wife or anything like that. She was just such a beautiful, beautiful spirit and beautiful beautiful soul Um, but you know we are robbed of this wonderful lady because of this terrible disease and what I'm trying to do is raise awareness and what we're trying to do as Pancreatic Cancer Ireland is raise awareness. Um, I attended the first Pancreatic Cancer Symposium in Ireland ever in September that was organised by Professor Ashing Barry and Cork and Tom Gallagher from St. Vincent's. Brilliant people and what's clear is that there are wonderful people um, in this area in Ireland now who want to do something really fundamental and want to make a difference. There's Rachel De Quinez who who actually... Created Pancreatic Cancer Ireland, the website. There's me and there's Pamela Deasy, who's a survivor who is a survivor of pancreatic cancer Uh, and we're a small grouping. And actually, Rachel Sherry, she works with us from a PR perspective in National Castle. and I asked her if she would help me. And my God, I don't think she realised what she was getting herself into. um, But she has done an exceptional job to bring us all together and tell the story uh, in the best way we possibly can. Um, And I'm very grateful to her for that. So this is only a starting point for us. And this is just about educating and communicating about this disease. And hopefully we will make some difference.
1: Has it changed you Niall? I mean apart from obviously your great loss but like eight weeks between the time you got the diagnosis and your magnificent wife dies like yeah. that is so life altering.
0: Yeah, it's, it's changed me forever. Um, completely and utterly, um, you know, the, the overriding um, feeling, you know, it, it could be anger, it could be why else why, but the, the overall and overarching feeling is absolute and utter sadness um, mm-hmm. for a life that should have been lived a lot longer and better and what we're going to lose. Um, but also I'm there's, uh, there's, um, resolute um, in that now we want to do something that will help other families. I received a, a letter from somebody during the, because the feedback from this campaign that yeah. we have done has been just overwhelming in the last uh, couple of weeks. And you did
1: a great interview in the Irish Times as well. Yeah, I
0: read th- th- that. So. Th- thank you. Yeah. And uh, uh, somebody that I knew um, wrote to me during the week and, and he said, having just read the article in the paper, I ha- felt I had to drop you a note. How little things have changed in almost 40 years. Uh, I can draw so many comparisons to our story and that of my dad's passing in 1985. It is is amazing that in forty years, that we have we have not improved the diagnosis of this illness, and that's true. You mm. know, we're decades behind other cancers, and um, uh, that has to get better. And we need to do better with that.
1: And as if you didn't have enough sadness and loss, then your beautiful little grandson, who you spoke about at the very beginning of this interview, Killian, he died in April.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 been. Um, uh, exceptionally tough. Uh, Killian was a gorgeous, bouncing baby boy, healthy. We'd just come back from a holiday in in, in Marbella, um, he had a bit of a cold, and um, but he was doing absolutely great. He was doing fantastic, and uh, uh, I was away in London uh, on that morning, uh, and um, I got a call from my son Nile and daughter in apps, you know, saying that Killian is dead. Killian is dead. He, he passed away from sudden infant death syndrome that morning. Um, the coroner said, it's rare. Nobody knows why. It's an act of God. Um, so having to deal with that eight months uh, after Stella's passing, um, you know, it's almost too much. It's almost mm. too much. But, you know, we get up every day. Right? And, uh, you know, what gets me up every day is seeing Zoe, my daughter, get up every day. And dust herself down and try her very best. And mm. my son James and my son Nile do the exact same thing, even though they're, you know, met with all this adversity and this grief, this absolute horrendous grief. But we get up every day and we try our best because that's what Stella would want us to do but again the support we've we've received from uh, our family and locals again a lady across the road Geraldine she knows who she is every Sunday morning she will hang freshly baked bread on our door we have friends that bring us food for the house and all that so you know while this is horrendous and terrible it also shows you the best in human nature people again like Stella that do simple acts of kindness Mm. uh, at a time that you don't expect her to and that's what Stella was and that's who Stella was as well so I think we're just getting back maybe what's what Stella gave to others as well.
1: Well, it's so wonderful you're giving back by doing interviews like this, Niall. And what is the message you really want to put out this morning to people listening
0: yeah it's 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 about educating people about the symptoms of pancreatic cancer uh, and and to trust your body that if you really feel that you have a combination of these symptoms, please push it with your doctor and and check and and again the doctors have a very difficult job, an extremely difficult job, and the statistic is that a doctor will come across one case of pancreatic cancer every five years that's it so it's a rare occurrence. Mm -hmm. So they're not looking for this. But if you have tummy, upper tummy pain, if you have mid back pain, if you have digestive problems or or poor appetite, suddenly you have poor appetite. Um, If you have jaundice uh, or if you have a new diagnosis of diabetes or diabetes that's getting harder to control uh, and also unexplained weight loss. These are all key markers of pancreatic cancer, they may be completely something um, different and, and less serious. But if you have a combination of these and this is what the experts are saying, this is not what I'm saying, go to your doctor, you know, get it checked out um, because it may be nothing, but it just might, mm. you just might get an early diagnosis. And that could prevent you from having
1: this terrible um, um, ending to the, with this disease. And Pancreatic Cancer Ireland is the website?
0: Yes, indeed. Pancreatic Cancer Ireland. Um, it's Instagram, it's Facebook uh, and it's Twitter. In time, we want to raise funds for research. The Pat Smullen Fund does an incredible mm. job already. We want to, to further support and, and, um, that, that, that fund as well. Uh, and we certainly will do that in the next year or so.
1: Now, Rochard, thank you so much for being my guest this morning. I'm so sorry that you lost your beautiful wife, Stella, and your precious grandson, Killian. Thanks so much for being my guest. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you for having me. Tweet at Miriam O'Call. Welcome back. Well, Niall Rochford's interview has resonated with our listeners. One in particular says, Miriam, I lost my father in 2005 to this awful disease. He died four weeks from the time he was diagnosed. There was no information at the time. So it's amazing what Niall is doing to raise awareness. May Stella rest in peace.
0: Tweet at Miriam O'Call.
1: Welcome back. Still lots of lovely action coming into our interview earlier with Niall Rochford. I'll bring you one from Breed. Such an amazing interview with Niall. What a heartbreak to lose his beautiful soulmate Stella and his little grandson. The good work Niall is doing will have a positive outcome.